This is episode 27 of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. Welcome to the Inner Game of Aging podcast, helping you to discover how to be older without growing old. And here's your host, turning this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Mowat. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. For those of you who have been following this podcast for a while, you know that I value the opinions of those older than me. The wisdom and advice that resides in our elders is immense. They see the world through their eyes of experience and can offer advice that many times we cannot understand. Their wisdom can often escape us because simply of our, of our view of them. Today's conversation is with 90-year-old Dottie Randall. As you listen, see if you can understand what makes this woman so happy. Listen to the things she talks about and compare that to your views. I had a lot of fun talking with her and I'm sure you will hear that in our conversation. And before you get the impression that the conversation was just fun and games, I learned some very important lessons during this chat. I'm still trying to understand how to integrate it all into my own life. Please go to the show notes page for this episode to find out what I took away from this conversation. Of course, your take on things may be a little bit different, but you can leave me feedback and comments on the show notes page for this episode. And of course, the show notes page for this episode, the URL can be found at innergameofaging.com forward slash IGA27. So whatever you are doing at the moment, whether it be driving, doing chores, working out, or whatever it is, let Dottie and I join you it will put a smile on your face for sure. So, Dottie. Yeah. What is your last name? Randall. Dottie Randall. Right. It's my pleasure to speak with you today. Now, my purpose in recording this is because you have lived many years more than me, and you have seen many things. And I'm very interested to see how our thoughts change from when we're young to when we're older, mm -hmm. right? And you have had that experiences that mature your thoughts. So I like to explore your thinking as you as it relates to various elements of life. I am 66, and you look good. <laughs> <laughs> for 66, I suppose so. But you do too. For 90, you know, I have to add, for 66, yeah. I look good, okay. Yeah. But for 90, you look very good. You know, so the you're still moving about. You seem sharp and active. You're here today talking with me. How do you feel about being 90 years old? Well, you know, it's kind of hard because... Can I just talk the way I talk? Absolutely. Okay. There's no... There's uh, when I was 89, nobody, uh, I was 89, I was still in my 80s, and so, well, that's okay, you're, you know, 
now I hit 90 and all of a sudden I'm getting to be decrepit to people, you know. Oh, she's 90 and we got to help her. I don't need to help any more than I did at 89, you know. Do you find, do you find that 90 is a marker for you? You know, people reach these birthdays, 50, 60, 70. Has 90 one of those markers for you? Well, I think it does for other people. Ah, okay. I really do think it, it didn't it didn't phase me because, I, like I said, I'm going to live forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like me. I have a plan to live forever. Yeah. And so far, it's working. Yeah, mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> what you say, you say, you told God not yeah. to call you, you'll call him? Right, that's okay, what I told that's him. That's another way of saying the same yep. thing. So, but what does ninety? What does being ninety feel like to you? What surprises you at ninety? See, you wake up in the morning. You're ninety years old. What surprises well, you? about Your being movement 90? isn't as good. Mm-hmm. I, I I wished I was more agile. I wished I could do more than I I can. Mm-hmm. There's certain things I just can't do anymore, which I wished I could. You know, I can't reach the top shelves. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. Uh, so I put everything down lower. I mean, I have to. Sure. And I got one of those pickers that uh-huh. I can't even work. <laughs> it's <laughs> supposed to hook you. Yeah, that has to, you're supposed to be able to pinch it and take it out, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I don't, I, I really don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm old. You don't feel like, that's amazing. No. Because, you know, like, I've asked this of many people. How, how do you feel about being the age you are? And it seems, Dottie, that we all feel okay yeah. about being where we are. Yeah. But when we're younger, we think, 90 years old, me, I don't want to get that way. That's right. a horrible place to be. Yeah. But when we're 90, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't feel that way. When I was a little girl, mm-hmm. we had a rest home, is what they called them then. Rest home. Where people, you know... They went put well like like they do today. Yeah, they have, you yeah. know, and they lived there. And I and I used to go to church. And when I came home from church, I used to stop at the rest home and see all the people. Why would you stop at the rest home? I like to talk to them. They ah, would talk to you. you of know? course they would. Yeah, and I mean so? it was like uh, they look forward to me coming. I think ah. that made me feel good too. How old were you when you were doing that? Oh, probably ten. Ten? Yeah. So at ten Eight. years old, you were able to find an appreciation of older people. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you got something yeah. out of it, too, because you talked to them. Oh, they yeah. They talked to you. Yeah. And you, st- and you did that on a regular basis. Yeah. And, and they, so. also, they also gave me a piece of candy. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> at ten years old? Yes. That's important. So. Yeah. But so when you were that age, what did you think 90 would feel like to you? Golly, I don't think I ever even thought of it. I don't think I ever even thought of being. I just I like these old ladies. They were they were nice, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think I I don't think I even thought of them as being old. You never even thought of me. I don't really think. Not that I can remember that I I don't think I thought they just were nice people. Mm-hmm. Where did you Where did you grow up? In uh, Danvers. In Danvers, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. So so you you've been in New England for most of your life. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that's so. At ten years old, you saw these nice ladies. They sit and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Now, what did that do for you in terms of the conversations you'd have with them? What did you get out of those conversations at that time? Well, I I think I got. Uh, I think I. That's where I decided that I would like to crochet and knit and do things like that. And I think they were they were instigated in making me feel that way. Uh huh. 
you know. So they fueled some interests that you carried on beyond that yeah. time. Yeah. Do you do a lot of crocheting and knitting? Not now. Not now? <laughs> I used to. Okay. No, now I want to do painting. You want to do painting? I'm, I've started painting. I've been doing some painting. I like to paint. Have you started painting? Oh, yeah. Now, this is incredible. See, so many of us, in my business, I say grow older, not old. So many of us start to die at 50. Yeah. Right? And you're still looking to expand at, in your 90s. Yeah. You're still looking to do things yeah. that you haven't done before, like painting. Yeah. In your 90s. Yeah. You mentioned that your your body isn't as obedient as it was before. Right. <laughs> um, how does that feel? Because I'm 66 and I can realize that my body is not as young as it was when I was, let's say, 40. Yeah. And I do strength exercises and all the rest of that stuff yeah. and show off my body and all that stuff. That's not going to... No one keeps this body, this young yeah. body. How does that feel? What adjustments did you have to make in your head as you watch your body get older and older? Well, I was I was pretty lucky. Well, I guess I would call it lucky. Mm-hmm. I had when when my husband retired, we lived when we lived in Lynn. We had this cottage up here on mm-hmm. Arlington Pond, and I loved we loved it up there. I mean, we were there with a with an outhouse, no electricity. We had a campfire. We had one of those big old black stoves. Mm-hmm. That's how we cooked outside. I mean, this was when we were first married up until, oh, took quite a few years to get, okay. to get a septic system. And we did, we did dig, dug a well. We uh-huh. had the well. But, I mean, I did all of the, this is what I did, you know. And it wasn't that, uh, it, I, and I never went to exercise classes, although I did do that, too. I had a, a, a group of, I've always had a group of ladies. You're always always. Had a good, that's yeah. another thing I want to talk to you about. This group. Yeah. So you were describing this camp that you and your husband had. The You bought this camp and you stayed there all around? Or? No, just in the summer. Just in the summer. The day school left, they got out of school, we were up there. And the day before school started, we came back home. Okay. And we we stayed the whole summer. My husband went back and forth to work from there. Mm-hmm. And children? Was, Do you have children? Yeah, I have three. Three children? Uh-huh. Tell me about them. They're, I have uh, two sons and a daughter. Two sons and a daughter. And uh, Billy, is uh, he's living with me now. Mm-hmm. In fact, he brought me here. Okay. And uh, he's uh, my baby. <laughs> okay. And then I How have... How old is your baby? Uh, 60. <laughs> That's your baby? <laughs> uh, that's awful, isn't it? I can't believe that. I, I can't have kids that old. I really can't because I'm not that old. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. My oldest is 32, and I'm too young to have a 30-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, isn't it? I have a 65-year-old daughter. <laughs> interesting. So your daughter's 65. Yeah. Now, your daughter was your first child? Yes. It's funny, from your first to your third child, you delivered your first child. There's a lot of excitement in the air. Yes. How different was that for your third child? You'd become used to being a mother at that point in time, and you're now delivering your third child. What's the difference between the first and the third? See, I love babies, so I'm sorry. I know. I just I realize that. <laughs> right. uh, I uh, I don't know, because he was such a love, Billy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And 
See, I can't, I, I can't, I enjoyed all of them. Of course. You know? But, see, the excitement we have on our first child. Oh, yeah. Right? This is the very first. It doesn't matter what happens here. This is our first. Yeah. I oh, know yeah. women with five children. By the time they're delivering their fifth, they've been through this four more times. Yeah. And their thinking says, let's get this over with and get back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I'm not a mother. I've never yeah. delivered a child. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I, I never enjoyed being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> never enjoyed that. Never enjoyed that. No, because I was always sick. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Okay. Because I'm really a healthy, I was always a healthy person. At but, 90, I would imagine. Yeah. So, so even today, you see a new mother walking, let's say, not even walking, just carrying her toddler. You've been through this. What are your thoughts like when you see a brand new mother holding her to- toddler? Oh, I want that baby. <laughs> you want that baby? Oh, I would love it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I love babies. I love ba- I love kids. You love kids? Yeah. That's what I did for I worked for special needs. Oh, really? Yeah. And were you, were you, you were a special needs teacher? I was an aide. Mm-hmm. They call us uh, they give us a fancy name now I can't remember it, but I was an aide. Okay. <laughs> now, what drove you into that activity line of work? Well, I uh gee, I don't know. How'd you end up there? Well, what happened was my daughter is a teacher, ah. and on the day, uh, the last few weeks of school, her aide, the, the, her teacher aide, had left to go on a trip, and they had no aides because it was, a, you know, it was a city school, but they were, they were all filled because it was just the end of the year. I loved it. It was kindergarten. I had so much fun. Oh, my kids? golly. Oh, yeah. I had so much fun with those kids, and then in the fall... Well, I had that six weeks in, in you know, in the remainder of last year. Mm-hmm. Well, that went on my on the list of seniority, so okay. I got a job. Okay. And okay. I stayed there until I was 68 years old. I wow. mean, I was 55 now uh-huh. when I did, did this. Okay. And I stayed there until I was, well, I was 68. I really want, I, that's when we decided to move up here permanent. So, so, so you really... Get off on kids. Oh, I love them, yeah. You love them. Yeah. So, so when you see a new mo- mo- new mother, you get jealous? You want the I'd, like to, I'd like to take the baby. you like <laughs> to take the baby? <laughs> now, stop for a second. You take this baby. Yeah. Just engage your fantasy for a second. You're holding this baby. You, he's now, he or she is now yours. Yeah. What do you do with him at 90 years old? Well, that's true. See, then I, mean, I would have trouble carrying him. Uh-huh. It'd be more physical. Yeah. Mentally, I can handle it, but physically, I don't think I could handle a baby now. Okay. Because they would be too heavy. Mm-hmm. Now, that returns me back to the other subject that you broached. As we get age, we have to adjust to our bodies. Right. How has that adjustment been for you? It's, it was pretty good up until the last, I'd say, couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I, now, you know, my heart went off fluky on me. and Your heart went off fluky on yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Bad heart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I got arthritis and, I, uh-huh. you know, all this kind of stuff you get. But you got, you got to go over that. you got to yeah. stay away from it. Just See, you've done something kind of special. You've, you've grown older. I don't say old. You've grown older and you have seen what 
growing older can do to our to us physically. Mm. But you but it hasn't touched you spiritually or mentally. I don't think it has. I mean from talking I mean, to you even a few minutes, I don't think it's you know, growing older has touched you spiritually or mentally yet. Well, if think, at all. I think my memory is get you know, thinning out. Yes, thinning out. I guess that's a good that's a good word for it. I got to remember that. <laughs> yeah, cuz I can't I can uh, uh I can't, you know, it's like a, a word block. Mm, I've seen that. Uh, like, At 66, I've seen that in You me. know, you'll say, well, you know, and the name won't come, mm-hmm. and then you have to wait a while and find it'll generate up That's there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, has that become more of a problem for you? Not to me. That's other people. <laughs> <laughs> you have no concern about it. No, no. Hoo <laughs> <laughs> I had a girlfriend, and that's what she did, and that's what she used to say. You know, hoo <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting to the point where someone asked me my name, I have to stop and think about yeah. it, and I said, how soon do you need to know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the you've you felt getting older in terms of your memory, and of course you felt it in your body. Yeah. So you're not going to go running with me and doing handstands all over the place, you no. know. Um, but but that's not a loss for you, even as as you feel your body embracing new and new limitations. You don't seem to bemoan that. That's not where you no. keep your thought. It's no, you, it's, you, you can't. You go. You you can't do that to yourself. You really can't. Describe that. You, when you say you can't do that, you can't just let everything. You gotta. You, I, I I do it with people. I re, I love people. I do too. You know, and so and then that's what I do. And I talk with them. You know, mm-hmm. and they start crab. And I we have a, this. We call it the lunch bunch. There's the lunch bunch. Eight or ten of us go out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Out to lunch, and uh, we don't allow any crabs. No crabs. No crabs? No, no crabby people. No. How do you keep them out? Yeah. Huh? How well, do you keep them out? I don't know. They don't come. <laughs> they change when they get there and they become uh, happy. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. This is very, very... So you, you're, you're, heavily, you're heavily engaged socially. You have a, yes. a good amount of people around you. When my husband died, hmm? I thought, what am I going to do? Because there I am up here in New Hampshire. My family lives in Mass, mm-hmm. and I'm all by myself. Well, I joined every organization I could. I joined the Historical Society. I joined the uh, Civil War mm-hmm. Auxiliary. I joined the Women's Club. <laughs> I joined, what else did I join? There's another one. Uh, the Red Hats. The Red Hats. Yeah, What's and the then, of course, the Center. Now, why, you went out of your way to join all these organizations. Yeah. What was the motivation? I don't. I like old stuff, so that's what brought the historical society. But you were there for the people more than. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. and I met lovely people there. But I do like old things. I okay. mean, ancient things. Ancient things. Yeah, I have. Uh, uh, I had three. Uh, is it two or three uncles that was in the Civil War? Oh. On my husband's side, mm-hmm. so I and I looked them up, and I got I went to the historical society in Lynn, and they sent me a whole big packet of them and showed me his his grave. He's born. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, you know that always it, the stuff like that interests me, anyways. Well, you seem to you've been interested in a variety of things over oh, yeah. the years. So, yeah. but that time that you were joining all these organizations, it was right after your husband died, yeah. and you did that for the purpose of connecting to people. I think so. 
I okay. think that's. I didn't know I was doing it for that, but I guess I did. Interesting. Yeah. So at that time, you surrounded yourself with a fairly large. It sounds like a fairly large support system. Yeah, I think I did, and my kids were good too. You your know, kids they were, were good. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does do all your children live in New England? Yes. Okay. No, no. Billy doesn't. He lives in Utah, but he's come home. He's been here for over a year. Okay. And so and he's living with me. What motivated him to do that? Me. Yeah. I think, and probably his brother says, you know, you got to get home here and help take care of your mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I should be so lucky when I'm Yeah, that I age. know. <laughs> I know. And so they sound like good kids, I mean, yeah. you know, if they're yeah. going to focus in that way. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know. I'm very lucky. I really am. So when you see this new mother that we refer to, you know, kids can turn out good, better, and different. Yeah. Mm. What advice would you give to that new mother? From where you are now, love them. That's love all. Them. Love them. That's all. Mm-hmm. You can't. You you can't. My kids aren't perfect by any means, and my grandchildren aren't either. But I love them all, mm-hmm. and I don't. You know, whatever they do, they do, and you hope. Hopefully, it'll be good. <laughs> Sixty-three years. Sixty-three years. Now, if you see a new bride today, walking down the aisle at the end saying, I do, what are your thoughts on that couple at this point in time, from where you are, from what you've seen in your life? Oh, I what just, are your thoughts on that couple? I hope they're happy. I hope, hope they're happy. You hope they're happy. Yeah, I do. That's all. I really, I don't really... What advice would you give them in order to do that? Oh, forget the little stuff. You know, just... Live your life, you know. Just. Yeah. I've been married forty six years. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the woman I first loved is a woman I'm still married to. Yeah. So, Me too. Really? I met him when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. and he went in the service for four years, came out, and I've been with him ever since. Mm-hmm. He's the only only man that I've ever been with, just mm-hmm. him. So, you were married for. Almost as long as I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 63 years. 63 when years. When he died, yeah. That's that's a long time. Yeah, it is. Maybe I'm only saying that from my perspective at 46 years of yeah. being married. Yeah, so... It, go, it doesn't seem that long. Your life... It, you know, it isn't that long. Your life isn't that long. A hundred years isn't long. You know... It goes like that. I'm telling you. Well, don't say that to the young people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do what you want to do. Get it done, you know? Uh-huh. A hundred years go by just like that? Yeah, they do. It does. My life. I can remember from the Depression, mm. you know, the hurricane we had in 38. Mm-hmm. I can remember from way back then up to going through the Depression and not having anything. And then uh, the war came along and everybody went back to work mm-hmm. and... Then we had another war, and, and now we're having another one, another one. I'm so tired. Oh, jeez. God, would I like to do something with those guys? I know. You and me both. We're going we're gonna to get into that topic as well, because I yeah. want to see what you're thinking is. The world has changed a lot for you, mm-hmm. you know, with technology and, you know, people running around the place doing achievements that we never dreamed of when we were oh, right. young. Yeah. You know, technology, how has that affected you? How have you seen the world change due to technology? Well, you, well, forget the computer and all of the 
I got still got the flip phone, and that's good enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a mechanic; uh-huh. I can't okay. do it. So the kids will help me, though. The kids they, will help. Oh me. yeah, they take they do all that. Kind but of stuff. do you think technology is changing the world for the better, for the good? I don't know. I'm a, I'm I'm afraid for our world right now. Tell me about that. Well, you know, it goes way back. I mean, way back to the. Not the Depression, but to the beginning of World War. My father told me. My father was in the English Army, mm-hmm. and he was in India and uh, Egypt, mm-hmm. and he was at the Dardanelles. Mm. And we talked about this. He was in the trenches of France mm. in the First World War. Mm. And he told me, he says, you know, where it's going to keep going is right where it is right now. He told me back then after the Second World War, that the, all the trouble was going to be in the Far East. That's where it's going to be. He says they, that's the way they are. Interesting. That, yeah, he did. This was back in the, mm-hmm. the 40s, he told me this. He could see that back then. Yeah. So Now, the, the way things are going in the world, you just use that phrase. What do you mean when you say the way things are going in the world? I'd like to get your perspective. This is very important for me to capture your thinking here. For my audience, those people who will be listening to this podcast would be extremely interested in how you see the world right now in terms of technology, in terms of our humanity, in terms of politics. Well, I've always said, and I mean, maybe I'm being a little bit naive, I always felt, as far as politically, Mm -hmm. I feel... The only thing I really think, I think, no one, no one in this world should be hungry or cold. No one. I don't care what you are, who you are, what you do. No one. Those are the two things that Mm -hmm. I think should be the priorities, I think, I guess you'd call it. Okay. Do you think our our world is addressing those priorities? Not in places. Some places they're not, no. Actually, over in, in where they are in Egypt and in uh, Turkey and, mm-hmm. and over through there, they're really, uh, uh, they, you know, you can't, if you, you know, to me, like when they say, well, he lost his hand because he stole. I uh. mean, you know, that, that, that it's just, yeah, the same, that's how I feel. Mm. Just what you said, you know, though, I mean, that has to stop. This is This is a way of thinking that, that's hard for us here in the West to understand. Yeah. Is there, see, although it's hard for us to understand that kind of law, is there any, could there be any justification? For example, there are practices that I don't approve of all around the world. But when I look into the reasoning why this started or how this comes about, I start to have some understanding at least as to how it started, if not why it should continue. Right. You know, like, I'm trying to find, in all the situations in the world that are degrading our world at this point in time, there's a lot of good and bad in the world. We can always Mm, talk about the bad in the world. Right. But, Dottie, there's still so much Much good good. in the world as well. Yes, I see that. And... You know, I believe right now, I know this story is about you and not me, Mm. but I believe right now that the amount of good in the world is almost just as good, as just as much as the amount of evil in the world. I do too. I do believe that. And so I try to emphasize the good because there's so much there to emphasize. That's what you have to look for. You have to look for the good, not the bad. You really do. But that's a question of your heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. I suspect one of the reasons why you've lived... 
the life you have is because your heart is looking for the good. Yeah. Do you think that's a, a, a factor in your longevity? I do, yeah. I do. I Tell do. me about that. If you were looking for the bad, would you have lived long? Oh, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> if I was only looking for the bad, I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, it's not that. See, you're not deliberately looking for the bad. No. Some people see the good. Some people see the yeah. bad. I know. But yeah. that affects us. What we see affects us. Can we control what we see? Can we con- can we force ourselves or train ourselves to see the good and get the benefit of that? I try to. That's what I do. I try to see just the good stuff. How would you do that? How would- well, I, I don't know. You just don't. You just stay happy stay somehow. Happy. You have to stay happy. I I stay happy all the time. I'm not gonna even in, even when I get up and I can't hardly get to the bathroom yeah. because I'm achy and everything. Uh-huh. I'll say, well, it'll go away in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. The the challenges that our body gives us, I can easily accept. Yeah. At my age, at 66, I can see some of the challenges my body will be giving me as I get older. Yeah. And these are no problem for me. I, yeah. You know, I, I accept this rather gracefully. Yeah. You know, I, if, you, if you knew me better, you'd see all the challenges I go around the country doing with handstands on the edge of the Grand Canyon and Niagara yeah. Falls. I do stunts like that. But there's going to come a time, Dottie, when I cannot do that. Yeah, they will. And I have to leave that behind. Yeah. Nobody wins this game of body. Right. Nobody does. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Uh, Like, I would love to do that, you know, that wire that goes... Oh, yeah. I would love... But I... They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let <laughs> they you? They wouldn't let me. I'm I'll buy you a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that. You know, I've yeah. done a hot air balloon. I've done, uh-huh. I've gone in the, uh, that, what do you call it, the Red Baron airplane. The airplane, yes. I've done it with, okay. with, with the thing on. The, you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. The yeah, glasses. So have you ride a motorcycle? Yep. I've ridden a motorcycle. I haven't driven one, but I've rode on them. Okay. Um, I do a lot of that. So. And I've water skied, I've cross cross country skied. I've done uh-huh. a, lot, a lot of stuff. I've done a lot. Of, I've I've had a full life. I You've really had a full have. Life. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. And yeah. So, when so, someone in their twenties who who looks up to you, what advice would you give him to also have a full life? How would you How would you advise him? Oh boy. Because your experiences seem rather broad. He is setting out, he or she is setting out, and you're going to tell him something that's going to stick with him for the rest of his life to, so that he can enjoy some of the things that you did. What would you tell him? Oh, boy. Well, stay active. Hmm. And keep up, keep up with people, too, you know? Excellent, excellent. Yeah. I find, I find that of all the elements in our lives that make us what we are and keep us happy. It's the people around us. Me too. Do you feel that's most oh, important? Yeah, that's, yeah. My, my friends and my family, I, yeah, they, they, I don't care about, I mean, I'm living, <laughs> oh boy, I'm living in uh, my house, which is half finished because my husband died before he could finish it. Uh-huh. And I'm very happy. I know I got, uh, my other son is trying to finish it, and uh-huh. it's ah, uh, it's a bedlam. But it's, <laughs> hey, I, I, it, but it doesn't matter. That's right. It really don't. As long as I got my friends and I got my things to do, and I'm painting now because I want to paint. Mm. See, I can't get over this. At ninety, you're still expanding. 
You're still, you're yeah, right. you're, yeah because your desire to paint moves yeah. you into areas that you haven't yeah. been. Yeah. And at 90 years old, how many other 90-year-olds do you know are moving into areas that they haven't yet been in? I don't know any. I don't any. I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> so you know all these people, yeah, you don't know yeah. any 90-year-olds. No, my girlfriend. Everyone's a baby, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. must be a baby to you. They kid me because I'm the oldest one in the group, you know. But they're all in their 80s, you know. They're not, you know, a couple of them are going to be 88, you know. They're yeah. not. <laughs> but when you change to get 90 now, that's a, <laughs> that's a different story. Oh, that's a different story. oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like being 49 and now you're 50. You yeah, know, right. Yeah, yeah that's so. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so so I, <laughs> it's it's interesting at 90. Don't you? Doesn't your head change with that number? See, at eighty nine, okay, Dottie's eighty nine. But now Dottie is ninety. D- doesn't that? Doesn't anything happen in your own head when you turn? Well, no. That's the thing I was thinking. That's what I said when I first came here. Is that when I became when I was eighty nine, mm-hmm. I never got all of this attention. But when I hit ninety, it was like, oh my God, she's decrepit. I was, I was decrepit, the same. Decrepit is that? The yeah, word? yeah. I was, I was at eighty nine. I was just as decrepit as I am at ninety. You know? so I don't know. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I really a lot of things. I don't know. I just know. I know. I'm very happy. You're I don't know happy. why I'm very happy. You don't know why you're very happy. Well, I have. I have the same. Uh, I can already see why you're very happy. I'm talking with you these few minutes. I'm not sure if you would agree with me, but you're you're very socially connected. Yeah. This is a big factor in all of our happiness. People is a trem- are a tremendous source of happiness. They're a tremendous source of problems too. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Um, yeah. But you you take the good and the yeah. bad together. Yeah. I happen to feel that as long as you accept the good, you're also accepting a bad. Right. But that good and bad is just in how you label it. Right, right. How do you feel about that statement? That the good and bad is just simply in how you label it. Is that a statement that you... you yeah, I think if, you, if you're looking for the bad, you'll find it. If you're looking for the good, you'll find it. I, that's, I feel mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And I find only good. I don't want to look for the bad. How do you Just stop? like I don't want to die. I just tell God, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How, I, that's the only way I know how to handle it. I don't know. Do you... Do you un, is are there people who have trained themselves because it is kind of training to see the bad? Yeah. How do you approach these people? Oh, you feel so sorry for them. You know, they're just. Can you know, they be helped? Can they train themselves to, in different sometimes ways? Sometimes they can. I think they. I, I. I've found people that are very negative about everything, mm-hmm. and you can kind of bring them out of it if you're happy enough. You know, happy if you do something that they really like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people they don't get what they really want. Mm. You know, they don't even just listening to what they want. It makes them happy. I think even just listening to what they want. Yeah. So if you sit down and talk with them, they start to see the good in things. I think they enjoy the conversation. Because okay. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a downer person. I can't be. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel the same about myself. How how much of that is true? I don't know. I so, don't know either. I, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't judge yourself. Exactly. You know? That's so, a hard thing for to judge. Yeah. Do you get depressed occasionally? Yeah, I do once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does Dottie look like to herself when she gets depressed? Oh, let's see. Usually because I've gained weight. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> At nine years old, you're still concerned about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, that never leaves you. you really? No, don't. At least not me. I want to look pretty. I want to look uh-huh. nice. You, you look know. damn good for nine yeah. years old. Uh-huh. Right here. Yeah. Everybody says that. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, they say the same about me at 66. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you look pretty good. And you so, don't look 66. Well, you don't look 90. And, yeah, my listeners hearing this conversation will not imagine that I'm speaking to a 90-year-old. They will not. I, I do not hear that in your voice. And really? my listeners wow. will have a surprise to understand that the voice they're listening to is nine years old. And so, but, you know, like, so what does Dottie look like to herself when she gets depressed? Uh, because the, before you even answer that one, depression is something that we all have to deal with occasionally. Yeah. Is that a statement that you agree with? Yes, yes, I did. Because when my husband was sick, I got depressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it's not easy. Mm. You know, it's hard to get out of that. Once you Isn't get it? in it, yeah, it's hard to get out of it. It's like it becomes a habit almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does really. Okay. It's like, and you find that with people that, that are depressed, mm-hmm. and you try to get them out of it. It's like, you know, they they're almost holding on to it for some reason. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they're protecting their own depression. Yeah. You know, I've seen that in myself on occasion. Yeah, I've when I was a younger man, I would flirt with depression. A bit more frequently than I do now. Nowadays, I barely feel depressed at all. Yeah. But as a younger man, I would flirt with depression, and I'd sort of protect it. If you were trying to stop me from being depressed, I'd start to shun you away because right. yeah, I'm not sure what that was what that was about. Yeah. And so, uh, but you're not usually depressed. No, I can't. You know, uh, a couple of years not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before that, mm-hmm. I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I this is when you discovered your heart was tricking you? Yeah, that's when they gave me the pacemaker. Okay. And, uh, no, I, I knew I had defibrillation, mm-hmm. uh, but it's something. But uh, when I went in this last time, it was like, I guess my blood pressure had gone like mm-hmm. whole, up to 200. And they, I don't know what they were doing. But, you know, I never thought that I was going to die. It never entered my head. Really? No, and yet I i guess I was. My kids are all there and everything, but I didn't feel like I was going to die. I never even thought of it. Here goes a statement for you that I'd like you to comment on. In every good, there is a bad. In every bad, there is a good. Is that a statement you believe? You don't have to believe that. Yeah, I think, it, I think lots of times I, I feel like there's more good than bad. Mm-hmm. I really feel that way. Well, that's because of the way you look at things. But there's always some bad and some good. Oh, yeah. So this is what I'm, this is what yeah. I'm thinking. I'm yeah. asking you how you see this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this doesn't have to be true. I'm just one of your thoughts there. Yeah. You I know. think there is. You can be bad. You know, I can do bad things, too, you know. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, stop lying. <laughs> now you're just going off the wall. <laughs> no, I can. I can do bad things. I've done bad things, you know. There are times, are there times when, this is a strange question, are there times when you don't like Dottie? Oh, yeah. Lots of times. Help me, help me understand that. Oh, if I don't, if I don't, I have, I'm kind of lazy, Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And but I get motivated pretty good. I mean, I can mm-hmm. do. Uh, well, my husband and I built a garage. Mm-hmm. I mean, a two car. I mean, a big house, big really? this one. Yeah. Really? And I was up on the stage and with him and doing all of that stuff with mm-hmm. him. And yet, 
I hate housework. I do too. <laughs> and it's the last thing on my list to do. And dust. Oh. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there are times when you don't like Dottie. What? Yeah. What are those times like? Well, that I don't know. I really don't know. See, I'm forcing your thought into a place where your thought doesn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I hope you don't mind. No, because I Because these are, these are very curious questions yeah. for me. As someone who's talking to a 90-year-old, I want to see what you think and feel here because I'm not 90. I, yeah. You have more experience about seeing yourself, about living and looking at the yeah. world than I do. Well, you have to talk to yourself. Talk you to know. yourself? Yeah, you have to say, come on, get up and get going. Do you ever lose the arguments that we talk to yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of times I do. I'll say, I'm not going to do it. I go and I sit down and watch TV. <laughs> yeah, you have two people in you. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody does. Yeah. You know, you have the good side, the bad side, mm. or the lazy side, and the ambitious side. Mm. And you you have to have something to motivate you. What and, motivates you? People, really. People. People do motivate me. Yes. Yeah. I'm motivated in the same way. Yeah, That's I, why I, I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not saying... I don't know. I'm, I'm no, not saying right. anything illegal, am I? No. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but so, at, so what do you do? At the times you don't like Dottie, what do you, what do, you do to return to the Dottie that you do like? Boy, that's a hard one, too. Cause I, I don't ask easy I questions. I don't know how I do it. I don't know the answer to it. But when I'm, in, when I'm depressed, mm-hmm. uh, somehow I get out of it. And I really don't know how I do that. I don't know whether it's because maybe somebody says something to me. Oh, yes, I do. I do another thing I do. They have these little pa- things on uh, in the paper. Mm-hmm. Little poems and things. Mm-hmm. I, I I will use those things. I have one. It's about an old lady in a in a in a nursing home, mm-hmm. and how everybody they don't use their names. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in a rest home, mm-hmm. and these ladies were they that's how they were called ladies lunches. You don't you and these people needed. I used to call them each one by their name, and they come just like that mm-hmm. because they heard their name. Mm. You know, and, and well, I guess so. You use that poem to help you bring you back to poem, a state. Yeah, like uh, it's me in here uh, is the name of it. You know, uh, I'm not. Yes, you know, I'm not. Yes. You know, one of those kind of. I've, I, and, I've seen poems like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a number. I'm a name. Yeah, and yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, you know, I I cut those things out and put them up on the refrigerator. So these things motivate you. They're like motivational weapons. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. So. The depressed Dottie gets herself out of this by using motivational poems, yeah. quotes. And animals. And animals. Birds. Nature. Nature. I nature. love nature. I love nature, too. Oh, yeah. Now, so what I'm hearing here, these are lessons for younger people, younger people like myself and younger, because you're looking for the good, a lesson for all of us. You're looking to motivate yourself with you know with thoughts thought control a lesson for all of us you love people yeah. a lesson for all of us Dottie. I love growing too I love gardens too gardens oh yeah what don't you enjoy my goodness I, <laughs> I do enjoy life I really and truly do I always but this, have but this is so wonderful 
And the fact that you've lived these many years is probably because you love so many things. Yeah. You know, life yeah. equals love. You've taken your pleasure from so many things yeah. in life. And life is here as a gift for all of us, for us to take our pleasure yeah. in. And now you, I still can't get over this one. Now you're going to expand yourself into painting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you know what it's like, you know, a nine-year-old taking up a new hobby? Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes feel like I'm a nine-year-old. <laughs> how did you How did you feel when you discovered that your heart was tricking you? How did you feel about that? I don't know. I didn't even, I just, it, it didn't bother me as far as being afraid of anything. I, I never, th- I've never thought of dying mm-hmm. other than I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went through that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really, I, uh, I never felt like it was a problem. I mean, I never thought, you know, I, I what I do is I, my, my son, my oldest son, he was a fireman. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd come in and he'd take my pulse and he'd put me in the hospital. And I'd be there for three days because you have to stay when you go in. So you, you, your, your son put you in the hospital and you stayed there for three days? Yeah. I did that several times. Because of the fibrillation, I finally I went to the doctor. My doctor's in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I have a heart. They had a heart doctor there, Doctor McFarlane. He was he's retired. I retire in everybody, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he uh, he was the one that took care of me, and he knew. Okay. And I went for quite a few years, and then it uh, that Christmas, I really, I don't. I must have gone. It must have gone really fluky. Sure. And because they, they put they, the pacemaker in, yeah, okay. and they, I stayed there for I don't know how long, for five days I think. Okay, but they they got it straightened out, and I'm fine. Now, do you feel any limitations from those medical adventures? No. Do you no. still run around and play racquetball and baseball? Yeah. Well, and I can't do those things yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but but I st- I keep active. You, know. you do. Now, what does it mean to keep active at 90 years old? Well, let's say. Is it mentally or physically? Well, I f- uh, both. Mm-hmm. Both. I, uh, the painting, of course, is mentally. You sure, know, that's, sure. But the uh, uh, physical part, I tried to do Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Tai Chi, whatever it is. <laughs> Well, Pax doesn't say that one more time correctly. Uh, tai Chi? Yeah, okay. okay. Tai Chi. <laughs> tai Chi? Okay. I'll never get it right. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. No. They know what I mean. Uh-huh. But it, it, hit my, it hit my back. Uh-huh. I couldn't. I, well, what I was trying to do is get up out of a chair without using my hands. Because mm-hmm. I just thought it would be good. It, it was a good exercise, but mm-hmm. my back wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So I had to give it up. But I'm going to gingivity. That's a, that's for the older crowd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we do all kinds of exercise if we feel like it. If we don't, we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So you you still you still keep me up with your exercises. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. Is it a challenge to do that? Well, walking. I like to walk, and that's the challenge: is walking because. Uh, my kids don't want me out walking because they're afraid I'm going to fall in the ice. And now, thank God, the snow's gone, so maybe I'll be able to do some more walking. Because that was really my best exercise, was walking. Your best exercise was walking. Yeah. My listeners are going to hear this story, and they're going to hear about Dottie 
What would you like them to know? What part of Dottie would you like them to know? What advice would you give them? My listeners are, let's say, just between 45 and 75. You know, they're babies. Mm. Oh, yeah. What would you like them to know? Oh, boy. There's so many things. Name a few. Never give up. Don't never give up. That's an important one. Yeah, no, never give up. Just, you know, so it don't work out exactly the way you want it to, you know. It's, it, it's so funny. What? When, when I was leaving the hospital with my stroke, I was telling them that I was going to be practicing and practicing because I couldn't sign my name. Yeah. And they said, one of the things that one person said to me, he says, when you give up on yourself, nobody can help you. Right. As long as you don't give up on yourself, we're all there for you. Yeah. Right? So that's an important one. Yeah, that is. And some others, you know, again, 55 years old, he's walking, working his life and trying to reach some sort of level of success. What advice would you give him? I don't know. It depends on what you call success. Ah, good question. You know? What do you call success? Oh, I think I'm very successful. <laughs> I'm you very, sound it. I'm very happy. Uh-huh. I love the people. I, I, you know, and I, I just think you just try to do the best you can and 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 be satisfied with it. Don't try to don't try to think that you're going to be. There's always going to be somebody out there better than you. Absolutely. You know, there's always going to be somebody that can do it quicker or do it slow. You know, just it's just just be yourself. Just be yourself. Yeah. So, in this rat race that we live in, how do you? What advice do you give someone who's trying to compete in this rat race? I think keeping a sense of humor is the biggest thing. Keeping a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really think that's one of the keys to you know, and you know these people that you know they're so upset and so angry over yes. you know you know. Yes. So I just say two two to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Now, how do you feel about money when you were when your husband was alive? Who handled money? You were here. Well, he was a, he was a skin fund. He was a skin. <laughs> yeah, he was. He he he, he squeezed a penny, which he was okay because he left me very well. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. No, he had a, he had a, my husband was a, a very ill man. Very young man. Ill. Oh, ill. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, he had uh, post post traumatic stress. Is that what you call PTSD? Yeah. He mm-hmm. he was very bad. From the war. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I mean, you can't take a seventeen-year-old kid and throw him on a cruiser or a, a, a ship and mm. bomb the living life out of people, and then somebody sink your ship and you're running around in the Atlantic Ocean trying to stay alive. I mean, you can't do that to a I kid. I agree. I agree. You know, even these days, the people, the soldiers coming back from Afghanistan and the Middle East, the things they have seen are yeah. unspeakable. Right. And they carry that inside of them. Right. And it starts to build up and carry them to places that they don't want to go. Right. And they can't speak of the things they have seen. No. Because they're just unspeakable sometimes. And the outlets you have to express these things, express your feelings about what you've been through, are not very plentiful in in this country. No. We don't understand what a soldier in the middle of war sees. Right, right. And for a soldier to be able to express that is would be a tremendous outlet, but there's not many of that 
not much of that in this country. No. So, um, so I, you know, I'm sorry that your husband had to endure yeah, that. But he did. He he survived. How do you feel about how do you feel about where our country is going? You're yeah. Is America the same to you as it was, let's say, fifty years ago? No, it's so changed. In what ways? Well, mechanism as far as uh, going places and doing things, and you know all of that. That it's changed mm-hmm. as far as uh, work goes. I think the kids are having a hard time with their jobs now, which is kind of hard. Is that different than what it was in the beginning? <clears throat> well, it was hard then too. There wasn't any work. There wasn't any work. There wasn't any work when my when I was growing up. Okay. I mean, at the I was like uh, probably eleven or twelve when I when the depression turned the depression. Mm-hmm. I was old enough to know that I didn't. You know, we had bread and I had mustard and I had a mustard sandwich and that was good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was old enough to know that we had we had nothing. You mm-hmm. know. And it's, uh, but everybody had nothing. Yeah, so we're all the same. We're all in the same boat. But now everybody's running around like crazy. Yeah. Trying to get more of whatever they need. Yeah. That's almost just as bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that too. I say, you know, how much do you need? How much do you want? You know, how many designer jeans do you need i mean this, this, yeah, you know yeah. this is so you know it's nothing it's fake yeah it's superficial yeah it yeah. is yeah. and so it's not where the meaning of life no. goes and so but you know that because of where you are in life yeah they don't i know they don't so yeah. yeah i often wonder why people can be so unhappy when there's so many things that you can be happy about i get so much pleasure from the laughter of a friend. Oh, I know. Me too. <laughs> I love to laugh. <laughs> I, you know, but I'm also willing to embrace that friend yeah. if he's not happy. Right. Yeah. Um, because I know that if he's happy, I can enjoy it. If he's not happy, I'm there for him. And that wraps it for a lovely conversation that I've had with 90-year-old Dottie Randall. I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. It was a lot of fun for me to talk to this adorable lady. Go to the show notes page to see all the learning points that I picked up in talking with her. Add your comments to the show notes page to reflect your points that you picked up. Here goes a question for you listeners out there. Should I do more of these types of episodes? Do the conversations with our elders really add value to the podcast, to your lives? I would love to get your feedback on the show notes page. I enjoy these conversations and think they add tremendous value, but what is your opinion? You can leave me comments on the show notes page, which can be found at innergameofaging.com forward slash IGA27. You can also email me directly at the following email address, lee at innergameofaging.com. And you can also interact with me on Twitter, handle at Lee Moa, or on Facebook. I'm always happy to interact with any of my listeners. We have some exciting topics coming up in upcoming podcast episodes, so please subscribe to this podcast on your podcast player. You don't want to miss any of the upcoming episodes. 
And so, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Inner Game of Aging podcast with Lee Mo Watt. Check out more content by going to theinnergameofaging.com. That's theinnergameofaging, no spaces, dot com. Stay with us as we learn the many ways of being older without growing old.